Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of SVT Sports Podcast. I am Vince in the driver's seat today. We have Sam and Tyler. How's it going, fellas? Hello, hello. 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 How you doing? Good, good. Oh, I can't complain. Good. How are you right guys? On. I'm shiny, man. Shiny. Uh, yeah. Tim on the ones and twos. What what? I'm everybody here. have a good everybody <laughs> have a good weekend. We're having fun, huh? Absolutely. Right on. Um, we're gonna go ahead and get started with the events of this weekend. The NFL preseason has officially started. You saw the title of the episode. The NFL is back, kinda. All right, so here we are. And uh let's just uh dive right in. The Niners and the Raiders played each other. Um, your second string and third string and fourth string beat my second string, third string and fourth and fourth string. So uh that was fun. Uh Trey Lance did not look good. Um, but also playing behind guys that are gonna be back in groceries in a week also didn't help him either. But either way, like the other quarterbacks, Brandon Allen. And even Sam Darnold, they at least had a bit of a spark of something. And Trey Lance, again, showed nothing. And it's unfortunate. It looks more and more like a wasted pick every time because uh, every time you put him out there, his trade value drops. But you can't get the trade value to go up unless he starts playing and playing well. So I don't know. This is this is embarrassing as a Niners fan. That was That is a complete whiff on the number three pick uh, for us a couple years ago. And we gave away a whole lot of picks to get up there to get them. So um, I'm oh. real glad the uh, window's right now for the championship. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Well, shout out to Trey Lance, though, because he did do one thing for your team. He made it very easy for Kyle Shanahan to come out today and say that Purdy was always our number one quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so. Somebody somebody was going to have to snatch that job out of Purdy's hands. And Trey Lance isn't going to be able to do it, I don't think. I mean, no, not at all. Uh, Matt Mayoka was talking about it's too soon to call him a bust, but um, at uh, but as far as his career with the Niners goes, it's definitely a bust at this point. I mean, it's it, like I'm I'm just I'm I'm kind of distraught and disgruntled and disappointed and any other words to start with dis, you know, about this whole situation. So yeah, Sam, how about uh, you're you're feeling a lot better about your backup quarterback situation? <laughs> you know what? I mean, it's um, yeah, Aiden O'Connell looked really good. It's game one of a preseason, right? Of course, um, you got to um, I guess a little bit, but... his flowers are he looked poised, he looked confident with his progressions. The ball was coming out. Um, clearly, he outplayed Trey Lance. You know that's no secret. And that's, I think that's the number one concern that I have with Trey Lance is he just, my over, I went back and watched the game. I I worked over the weekend, but I went back and watched the game. He just looked hesitant. He -hmm. just looked really hesitant, unsure of himself. Um, It just looked like he played tight. Like he did not want to make a mistake. Yeah. And I think one of the major concerns I had after the game was, he is uh, by far way less athletic than what I thought he was going to be. Like he was not eluding sacks. He was not able to get around the edge. He looked more like a statue than ever before. He just looks so gettable. And I think that's what's 
What's scary is that he looks slow. And then, okay, the the passing and learning how to pass and go through your progressions, okay, we could say that's a project because there's a lot of quarterbacks who struggle with passing the ball. But he didn't even have, like, breakaway speed. He yeah. he couldn't scramble uh, that I that in any of the of this game, and that's what I thought was concerning for me. As for a Raiders fan, yeah, uh, Air, A uh, Aiden O'Connell looked great. Um, it's been coming out of camp that he's been interpreting the playbook and the language really well. That he's commanding the offense, um, but it's also there's key veterans on the offense, so I would expect that you know Devontae Adams isn't there to like cause problems like he's he's known for being a good practice guy and i think all the guys they've been drafting and we've kind of seen those gruden guys getting the door um so i do think they're finally at a point where they're turning the roster over and they're getting guys that uh buy in and i think that's a good thing if that's gonna if that shows up in the wins and losses i don't know we're still early but it seems like they're finally getting guys that fit the Josh McDaniels uh, system, but we'll see the jury's still out if that's going to work out or not. Right. I mean, with all of our proclamations right now, it's, we do have to remember it is still preseason week one. So, um, and we're seeing just backups versus backups at this point. So, I mean, we didn't see any players really of note for the most part in any games across the league, really um, uh, outside of a couple of, yeah, well, I'm, yeah, he, yeah, the players like some some of the teams will have their players start and then play like the first drive and then that's it. Patrick Mahomes is there to sell tickets. Let's be honest. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That that that's more of uh them feeling guilty about charging regular season prices for preseason. I guess I don't know. Maybe maybe ownership had a little bit of heart in Kansas City where they don't have it in you know uh, San Francisco or uh, Vegas or Philly. You know. Right. <laughs> I mean, hey, Philly fans showed up. Like 50,000 50, showed up for a practice. So, yeah, um, no, no, no. The fans showed up and they paid, you know, and got to see a bunch of backups. So, hey, you know, that's what? a whole other discussion, though. Fans know that if you if you don't show up, it's kind of hard to pay pay your players that you want to see come play every Sunday. So, shout out to Philly fans for for showing up, even for the most meaningless of meaningless practices. I love it. <laughs> Right, um, speaking of speaking of which, though, I do want to point out because before you get into my game here, uh, uh, Jalen Hurts is your newest Jordan athlete who signed a bag today, which is also going to help when it comes to contract negotiations because I'm sure he'll take a more team friendly contract than he would have probably previously, knowing that he's going to get paid a lot of money from Jordan Brand. So, right, yeah, the Jordan Brand helps um, sell the uh, the rest of it. You know, yeah, uh, he can he can take a couple mil less because <laughs> he's got all that Jordan money. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Um, I guess we're gonna talk about my team. Or we we still talk yeah, about yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let, let's. What did you see? What did you like about uh, your boys? Yeah, uh, you know, Jalen Carter was out there for a couple plays. Uh, I love that he was reading tape on the second string. Uh, uh, you know, uh, offensive liner, uh, offensive lineman, just because he needed to. He needed to make sure he was ready for a preseason game. Which you know, I hear that that's the norm but uh to hear a rookie going ahead and, and and do that and and be focal pointed on that one i i appreciate that and uh looks great defensively they look they look pretty solid for for the first quarter you know we're not gonna really see much we'll see more on thursday and then obviously we'll see a lot more um the following thursday when we play the colts before, before we start the season so not much to expect but 
I just want to see Jalen Carter out there and, and got to see him and he already put pressure on the quarterback. So we're off to a good start. Stay healthy. Absolutely. That's the name of the game, really. Um, I know Vince he, tried to yeah. move off of uh, Raiders and 49ers, but, you know, that <laughs> slacking was nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You you had fun with that, I'm sure. I, um, I'm i real glad this game doesn't count for Jack Squat because um, that was yeah. disappointing. Like, that was that was kind of a tough I one. Mean, Even though it is preseason game one, it still was – that was not fun to watch while doing laundry. That was I, You know – I it, it was I mean I was listening to a lot of radio a lot of national talk and like just, the 49ers are getting crushed Trey Lance is getting crushed I mean yeah. the whole draft is getting crushed there's you know even the people that were defending Trey Lance are like you know going to the other side you know abandoning and, ship yeah, and I think not, not not to point any fingers yeah, right at your boy. Uh, you know, I I think we're all after yesterday, right? You kind of look at it like, well, damn, man, like I get you didn't play and you're coming off of an injury, but you don't even look like you understand the playbook. Like, I think that's what's frustrating is yeah. like it didn't look like he knew where to go with the ball. He looked indecisive with it. Like he didn't know um if the pass wasn't there to unload it, like just mm-hmm. get rid of the ball. He was just taking sacks. Yeah. He yeah got that, sacked, fir- what, that four first, times? that first drive, he got sacked twice on first down and third down for the three and out. And it, it like, I mean, a couple of times the Raiders players, they were just on him real quick, but uh, there was a couple of those sacks. It's just, he, he was holding the ball too long, uh, gets indecisive. Like you were saying, like literally everybody else was saying, and it was just, it, it's not a good look. Uh, I'm, no. I'm really disappointed in my boy and I wish yeah. he we, would do better so he can get I, traded to a team that needs a quarterback and the Niners can get a little bit of compensation back, but that's not going to happen at this point. They yeah. just kind of got to hold it. I've got two questions for you, Vince, um, mm-hmm. with Trey Lance. Okay. And, and wait till I finish my, my, my whole entire thought process on this okay. and I'll let you answer here. But, but the one question I have is how many games did Trey Lance play last year until he got hurt? And then, um, do we think that Trey Lance looks so bad because we had back-to-back practices in Vegas, knowing that the first 14 plays were scripted? I'm sure the Raiders already knew that. I mean, they came out swarming like bees. It, well, it was yeah. almost crazy. They, they, yeah, they, they read the script, apparently. That's part of it. But he played one game in a monsoon, and then he broke his and, – and then the injury happened in the first quarter of the second game. So, like, basically you have to throw last season out entirely – which means you look back to the his rookie year where he played in two games basically and did not much at all in those. So in four games, you know, at the professional level he, he, over two years, there's nothing really there to like compare. Part of it is he, he hasn't really had a chance. The other part of it is he hasn't really earned the chance. So I don't know. I don't know what to say, man. If you can't beat out Sam Darnold for the number two job, maybe you'd, probably don't deserve to be on an NFL team. I'm sorry. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what else to say. I, I'm one of the, I was one of the last guys sticking up for him last year, but it got I mean, to a I point think... where Brock Purdy played so well that he earned the job. And we right. talked about it then. And, and there was, there was no going back at that point. Uh, Cause Trey Lance didn't really show even in the, the minuscule amount of time he had that he had truly earned it. But Vince, don't you think like going in, uh, Tyler, you alluded to it, alluded to it earlier is 
it makes it easy for Kyle Shannon to say, well, well, Purdy's our guy. He was always our guy. It makes it easier today, but it seemed like that was always going to be the plan. And the hope was that if Trey Lance had to step in as the backup, it's he just he just blows the wheels off the bus and he's just badass. Like there's this dynamic to his game, there's this growth to his game where where basically you're hoping uh that the same situation happens, but instead of Brock Purdy winning the job due to injury, it's Trey Lance. Like you're trying to yeah. put him in that position because like, like what happened with Alex Smith and Colin Kaepernick a few like exactly. a decade ago. Yeah, you know but, and, it's go ahead. And you can't he didn't even blow blow uh, Sam Darnold out of the water. So yeah, exactly. Like your your hope, you're hoping that he was just gonna take the 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 backup job and it's mine. I'm I'm ready to start. Okay, Purdy's starting for now, but the moment Trey Lance got the chance. He was he was gonna run off with the job, and it doesn't look like that's gonna happen. At least I think not that's that hopeless moment right now as a 49er. Yeah. But yeah. it's such a 49ers move, though. I mean, going back to Joe Montana and Steve Young, and like it's it's always like a 49ers quarterback gets hurt, then the new guy steps in. That's the that's the next greatest best quarterback. Like that's that's Jeff like Garcia even MO. stepping in for fucking for uh, Steve, Steve Young. Exactly. Like, yeah. <laughs> Alex Smith stepping in, and then and then. Kaepernick stepping in for Alex Smith. Who Tom got Brady for the <laughs> Patriots. I'm just saying. Yeah. It's Drew like Bledsoe it's, who? <laughs> yeah, right. Drew Bledsoe with that little leg injury. But, I mean, it's just such a 49ers MO at this point that the, they're going to get a hurt quarterback and all of a sudden a great one comes out of the woodworks and like, where was they at? Where were, where were they at this whole entire time? It's 49ers move. There's right like there. a famous thing about Tom Brady, even when he was at like the peak of his powers, and he would – always practice he would never miss a day of practice he would never let backup quarterbacks get reps with the number one team Mm -hmm. because he was like he was so aware that he took drew bledsoe's job via injury so that's why he was always yeah if if, you know available if if he can't go then somebody might take my job and that's part of that chip on the shoulder and there was a sixth round pick and right rising to the start getting elevated to being the starting quarterback by right. injury yeah so so there's there's something to be said to that type of mentality i'll say mm-hmm. and uh yeah i don't i don't know what the 49ers do because you you got no trade market for them yeah. um so you're just you, kind of holding on to them you're just kind of hoping that yeah. yesterday was a one off and he shows improvement and in these next 3 to 4 weeks he can truly win the backup job and Maybe if he gets his chance, he you know he's he's all of that you know he's all that. But I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, it's. It, it, I would it imagine look next good, week is next week is probably going to be Darnold, and then Lance comes in. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll have I, to see. It have to be that way, and then the Chargers. It's going to be, you know, Brock Purdy. If he oh wait, Brock's not playing, huh? He's not. Probably he's going to be out of all preseason, probably right? Probably not. I, would, yeah. I, I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't do it. Yeah, we probably he, won't see him. At best, he 10. probably gets a series or two. And he, then, he might get a series or two just yeah. to get the rust knocked off of him a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah, a check down yeah. and a, and, a, and a handoff. Exactly. <laughs> I, think, I think the same with uh, Garoppolo is like you're not going to see Garoppolo in a lot of Raider stuff. Yeah, uh, Raider. You know, is... why would you put somebody made of glass into a situation where he could get broke? <laughs> you know, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But I think the they're going to continue to take a long look at uh, Aiden O'Connell. Um, he looked good, he's, man. 
He's good. probably going to win that backup job. And, well, Ryan um, Hoyer is going to probably get a little bit of run at some point, too. Uh, I, I have a question for yep. you on that, too, Sam. How do you feel that Aiden O'Connell already took Derek Carr's number? I really don't care, to be honest. I mean, like, I don't know. It, do, it doesn't bother me. Like, Derek Carr's so, wearing number four in New Orleans. He took that from somebody, whether it was – like, I, I get that Derek Carr was here a long time, but at the same time, like, it's just a number, man. Like, and the Raiders don't retire numbers. So yeah. So every number is eligible, you know? So I mean, it, it's one thing if somebody like comes into San Francisco and tries to wear the number eight or the number 16, like that's, that's a huge fucking deal. Um, those are retired numbers. They got to get special permission to do that. You know? Um, I think number four but, would be different if Derek Carr won, like, got to a Super Bowl or won a Super Bowl, you know, like you would look at that number differently. And, you know, it's when they give out 24, it's a big, you know, for the Raiders giving out 24 is a big, is a big thing because the people who wore 24, um, you know, I, I think fans look at 12 as a big number because of Rich Gannon, because the last time we had a badass quarterback is all the way back to Rich Gannon. So I, I think like if you gave a quarterback twelve, I think that would be bigger news than than Derek Carr, somebody getting a number four to me because Gannon won. He was the MVP. Yeah. It's a little bit different, like the Raiders situation than like I think about Oklahoma City giving some random rookie number thirty five after Kevin Durant left, you know. That feels a little disrespectful. Uh but with the with the situation with the Raiders, Carr was good. He wasn't gonna get even if the Raiders retired numbers they weren't gonna retire his number you know so uh the only yeah. way his number is is put on that pedestal is if he won a Super Bowl exactly you know yeah, but it's like fair. it's like the same it's like the same as Jimmy Garoppolo are you gonna is 49er fans gonna be upset that somebody's wearing Jimmy's old number <laughs> like, oh no like, he took that number from Kyle Williams <laughs> you know like so you know until you earn the number and like and I'm still I'm a Derek Carr defender. I watched I, I went and watched uh, the Saints. Uh, I went and watched that game because I wanted to see how Derek Carr looked in that offense. I mean, and it's he looked pretty good, but it also looked like a John Gruden Raider offense, <laughs> like you mm-hmm. know, like grind it out, dink and dunk, take your shots deep where you can, but not very often. You know, it looked like a, a John Gruden offense. You know, it looked yeah, exactly I mean, it, like what they were running. But I'm interested, and I'm a Derek Carr defender, but I ain't offended that the number went to went to the rookie. Right. Yeah, I think uh, – I don't know if defensively he got in an approved team, but uh, offensively he got a a B model. He's definitely got an def- A model. You're talking about Derek I'm Carr. I'm saying offensively – yeah, offensively he got a B model, not an A model. I would argue that having Josh Jacobs and having, obviously having Devontae Adams – is a lot better than having Michael Thomas and a suspended uh, Alvin Kamara. So I would say he got a good offense, but I think he had a better offense in Oakland. I just I don't know if he got a better defense. Here's no, the, the thing: I think um, the defense he's got a better path better to the playoffs. Yeah, he's got a way yeah. better path to the playoffs yeah. for sure. Then that, that Saints defense is a lot better for sure. Um, yeah, I think the Saints are going to win that division. There's a lot Spoiler of there's, alert. there is a lot of talk about the positivity that's coming out of the defense of the Raiders. But I'm not counting those chickens until it's in the real season. Until yeah. it's like 
I stop seeing the third and longs and you give up a first down or like five blown game lead. <laughs> you let Baker Mayfield just show up yeah. and play backyard fucking football. You had the game in the bag and Baker Mayfield, you let the legend he hopped of off Baker, the back of a truck and like, just ran onto the field. Literally was ran out of town and then out of Carolina. That just showed up and whooped your ass on the final drive of the game. Like, until you stop that, you're not a good defense. Everything else is an upgrade. There's a lot of positivity, guys. There's a lot of positivity. But that's spring training. It's it's football Christmas. Everybody has hope. Oh, God, it's here. Yeah, everything is sunshine and rainbows and unicorns right now in the training camp and preseason. Yeah, everybody's full of hope. We're all tied. We're all tied for first. We're all equals. And then everybody's undefeated. It it falls apart. So until the Raiders' defense is, like, proving it, the Saints' defense is an upgrade. All right. Um, enough, I, I think I think that's gonna cover like our preseason recap at this point. I just do have a couple of notes uh, for players finally finding new homes. Ezekiel Elliott is going to the New England Patriots. That's such a Patriots uh, move, man. It really yeah, is. Yeah, one year I think it was six million. I don't remember. And exactly, watch him be but... really good and really efficient in the in the yeah. spots. Uh, well, yeah, he's in. he's gonna be backing up Ramondre Stevenson, who. Um, Arguably uh, had really a really is, great season. Yeah, he was last supposed year. to. He's yeah, and he's lined up to be a huge name again. But that's going to really uh, uh, give him the chance to take a breather here and there, and maybe that cools his um, fantasy prospects a little bit. But that's another story for another time. Uh, and then Dalvin Cook is going to the New York Jets. Same story with Brees Hall, and that'll uh, uh, you know you got to a very competent player um, backing up a young stud who, uh, you know, it's, it's going to lower his fantasy rankings again, but like, it's, it's another guy that you can trust to handle the rock in important situations as well. So um, I think those are good football moves uh, for the AFC East teams. As far as fantasy teams, uh, I'm throwing out the, the, the mock drafts that I've done and starting all over again. Here we go. I mean, oh, to me, it, it doesn't. Really I like, I like the move for the much. Jets. I like yeah. the, the Jets are freaking all of a sudden the Jets look loaded, right? Yeah. Cause you got absolutely. Aaron Rodgers with uh, some familiar players going to uh, with Brees Hall. I mean, the Jets offense looked, you know, pretty good last year at moments. It was the, the quarter, the young quarterback, unfortunately yeah. wasn't, wasn't getting it done. Yeah. So now, and hats off to the Jets, and hats off, uh, uh, to staying with the Jets when they bring in a superstar because I still think they believe. Um. Oh my God, I'm blanking on his name. Uh, the quarterback. Uh, that Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Ro- oh, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, no, but Zach. Uh, uh, Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. Yeah. Um, Zach Wilson is is working hard. He knows he's the backup. But the Jets are still trying to develop them. They just want to take this one-year, two-year shot with Aaron Rodgers because they feel like they got a shot at the Super Bowl. And they're going all in. Can you imagine if they win it this year or next year, Aaron Rodgers rides off, and then Zach Wilson is 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 good? 
that? I can't imagine that because Zach Wilson hasn't been good yet. But stranger well, got, things mean, have happened. Yeah, you, I mean, you got you got to because I watched the Jets game. game. I that's watched the plan. Yeah, I watched the Jets game. Yeah, he looked decent. Now, yeah, what he I mean looked by better that, than Trey Lance. What I mean by I mean, that is he all was of decisive. Did. <laughs> he didn't take sacks. He threw the ball away. He didn't make mistakes. He looked way more uh, decisive with the football. He like he had a plan, and yeah. he wasn't going to make a mistake. So, well, you got to hurdle the Dolphins, and then you got you got to tower the Bills. So good luck yeah, in that so, division. I mean, the, the Patriots, Dolphins have a Jets, great Dolphins. roster. Yeah, I, but that quarterback's going to get hurt. I agree. I agree. But you still yeah, got to hurdle them, and and their defense is still. Happen. Their defense is still pretty good, but you get you, you got to top them out in the Bills. The Bills are still the the uh, the king of that division, unfortunately. So yeah. good luck, Jets. I mean, they've fucking they got their money in now. They, they their chips are all in with this Jets team. I'll tell you that's that. right. Yeah, if it if it blows up, oh how spectacular it's going to be. Um, <laughs> if it doesn't blow up, it's going to be pretty spectacular. So either way, this is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, they're I just want to watch. I want Aaron Rodgers to walk in game one with a fur jacket on, a fur coat. Give me that. Give me that, Joe. Uh, Joe cha- Channel Joe Namath, <laughs> the career five hundred guy who he's all won. like, it's a fur coat, but it's one hundred percent vegan or something. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. Uh, he got it off of an animal that was like that lived a long, healthy life and then uh, passed away peacefully at home, surrounded by friends and family uh, lions, and then. And, and then they very meticulously laid the, the animal to rest and took his pelt uh, to be <laughs> honorably. And, his yeah, spirit okay, actually an, pelted himself. And, and, and all parts of the meat were that. donated and, and used for for, uh, for uh, impoverished areas of children that are hungry. That's right, yeah. <laughs> and then he got high. Uh, all proceeds benefited, yeah. <laughs> the, paw, the, the, the animal's paw was actually uh, what he uh, uh, takes his ayahuasca out of. So. yeah it's a it's a little cap thing that uh yeah fills up yeah it's like the nail pops off and there it is yeah <laughs> okay i uh, think that that'll do us for football for this week um let's move on to baseball the a's go one and two against texas uh they lose five three six one and then win the uh the series the the, the series finale two nil and then they go own three at Washington. They drop all three games. It was not pretty. And, that Washington um, series was ridiculous. That eight seven game, the last yeah, one? The, the 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 Sunday game. Yeah, I I it was five. They were up five one. And then I flipped to the football game and I get the alert like you know later they were up seven three. <laughs> yeah, so I mean it's still four runs. Yeah, they were up five one and seven three, and then they end up losing eight seven. Uh, that's what bad teams do. Even when things are going right, they find a way to make them go Horrible. wrong. You know? Those young kids stepped up and all the uh, veteran pitchers said, hold my beer. I'm yeah. getting paid this offseason. The ball hold my two eleven steel reserve. <laughs> they didn't even have beer, man. <laughs> I do like Terrible, some of the man. young guys on the team, though. The second baseman, Kelloff, uh, he looks legit. He looks like yeah. he belongs. They uh, called up that center fielder. Um, I just drew a blank on his name, but uh, uh, he's supposed to Lawrence be Lawrence Butler. Yeah, he's supposed to be legit. So yeah, he's. A... We shall see. Yeah, I, I just, I just hope that they continue to develop. I mean, I want to see that as long as, it's like such a weird feeling, right? Like I'm wearing my, sell shirt, but I still watch and try to support the guys, and you wish them a good career. And you're bitter that they might be leaving or whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, they do got some young guys that are exciting to watch and look like they're going to be fun 
big leaguers to, you know, make an impact. Hopefully it's just with the A's in Oakland. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> One could yeah, hope. Here's hoping. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this coming week they have three at C- at St. Louis and then three at home against Baltimore. Baltimore is leading the American League, by the way, in win loss record. They're the, they're the top. Yeah, we got to talk about Baltimore. Seed. I don't think we did. Last we got week. we got to talk we, about Baltimore. We, we, in a that second. game was crazy, but but also too, uh, St. Louis is not leading any division in the National no, League. <laughs> no. So um, the A's right now are thirty three wins, eighty five losses. Damn it, they finally they they did officially clinch a losing season. They're dead last in the American League. So uh, how far are we from the Cleveland Spiders? We've got to be close, right? I, I haven't done the math recently. Um, certainly not terribly far off that pace. I would imagine um, we're, we're in August. We don't even have 40 wins. Yeah. It's, I mean, Oh, oh, oh never mind. Never mind. The, the spiders finished 20 and 134. We will oh, never, we've already surpassed oh, that. that. Yeah. We're already well above that. Then. Yeah. Well, damn it. Yeah. Here's to rooting for some <laughs> other kind of record. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> rooting for the number. That'd be like guys pick. like us playing. Damn, yeah. led the yeah. team with I'm an ERA of seven. <laughs> Breaking news: I'm the one that's getting called up to play shortstop. Um, so, if you uh, if you had an ERA of seven, that actually might be decent. <laughs> Your ERA should be in the range of like thirty or forty. <laughs> yeah. yeah, really. Team low thirty-five yeah. ERA. I'm throwing forty-five mile an hour cheddar just right over the middle. <laughs> you might get some of it. And Vince, it's for the slow. 12th time, throwing the UFIS pitch. We call it UFIS because we don't know what to call it. It's not on the radar. <laughs> uh, it's not a knuckle, but it's the slowest one. Uh, okay. Uh, so across the bay, the Giants uh, went one and two against the Angels uh, down in L.A. Excuse me, Anaheim. Then they went one and two back home against Texas for Bruce Bochy's return. Uh, this week they have three against Tampa and three at Atlanta. Uh, they are 63 wins, 55 losses, second in the NL West and second in the NL Wild Card. So um, there's this last week, two and four. You can't do that. These are basically the next like couple weeks for the Giants are going to determine whether they're actually in this thing for real or not. And uh, off to not a good start. These are you know teams that you really need to beat. Um, even though they're both American League teams, you know, wins count still the same, you know. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, they look think, like they're going to be a team that fades. I think I, so. I, I think they're so run out too. of gas. Yeah. You know, pitching, there's a, there's a couple pieces. Pitching. Yeah, yeah. We'll starting s- pitching and relief pitching has been really killer for them. Their all, bullpen has actually been pretty good, but it's starting to show oil now. Yeah, it showed but oil in the big, was, before the All Star break. There's and too then, many and then. Yeah, then they came back from the All-Star break, and they looked great, and now they're starting to leak oil again. So it's just – that was their Achilles heel. I think offensively they, they could do fine. They could put up numbers. It's not like the uh, Giants of old where they win two-run games or, you know, one-zero games. They're, they're putting up numbers here. You know what's their, – uh, their catcher just totally ran away with that job. Oh, yeah. Sable? From, yeah, from, from uh, Joey Bart. Yeah. From Joey Bart. Yeah, yeah Joey Bart. He's going to find himself on another team next year. He, they – move on from him real quick yeah i, I would imagine so. remember aj hinch though <laughs> yeah we thought aj hinch was going to be like the greatest thing and then he wasn't yeah. <laughs> i do i you mentioned it earlier you alluded to it i, I, I do want to talk about that baltimore game in seattle yeah. i don't know if yeah, you guys let, caught that yeah let, 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 that was go ahead. that was a wild end to the game i don't know if anybody caught that but uh the mariners 
go to hit a, a blast, a jack out to right field. And Cedric Mullins says, hold my beer. I've got this. Robs the home run back that was clearly over the wall. Maybe behind the wall. He still grabbed yeah, it. Yeah, he like reached over and like snapped it, plucked it out. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> like he snagged it. Like yeah. he yeah. took it. Yeah. And then they go into extra innings and Cedric Mullins said, hang on to me, guys. Yeah. Smacks the home run to, to end up winning that game for them. I mean, talk about doing it all yourself, man. They, they, they look them- great. They asked him after the game, uh, what's better, stealing the homer or hitting the game-winning homer? And he was like, both are good, but doing it within an inning is pretty cool, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a hell of an inning, man. He, he, uh, that, yeah. That's, that's, that's go buy a lottery ticket uh, yeah. type of an inning, man. Like, yeah. you, do, you do those two things in one inning, that's, you know. Good on yeah, you. Yeah, impressive. I'm watching it again. Like, like that's how good it was. Uh, just, just amazing him and uh there was another guy who stole a ball i think it was j-rod for seattle against the padres uh julio rodriguez snags a ball in center field off of tatis oh yeah but then he walks away like he didn't get it it Uh takes like six oh yeah yeah got it yeah (laughs) Yeah. it was super delayed yeah the the deal like oh i didn't get it or did i yeah but i love the face he was just kind of like plain yeah. Like he wasn't really like, yeah. oh. Yeah, he went full poker face on him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, they asked Tatis about that. They're like, how do you feel about what J Rod did? He goes, man, I've known him for a while. I was hoping, I was wondering when he was going to do something like that to me. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Great. It reminded liked- me of the old Frank Menachino play where Frank, <laughs> Man- I was at a game where me and a buddy of mine, we went to a game. This is way back in the day. And Frank Menachino like made this like catch and then. The you know the umpire called them out and like saved the game. The A's win, but like me and a buddy of mine, this is before replay. Like we saw the ball on the ground and we saw him pick it up, and then the umpire called him out, and um, we he went trapped home. it, huh? Yeah, he trapped it. It was like, but you could like where we were, we seen it like go through his armpit because mm-hmm. uh, we were sitting like first base side, and it it like you could see it, and then he was out, and then we got home. And my dad was like, hey, he dropped the ball and they gave him the out. Like, oh, my God, the umpires blew it. And we were like, we saw it. And nobody knew. (laughs) Before replay, before the internet as we know it. All right. So let's rip the bandaid off. There's some breaking news um, as of yesterday. Uh, Wander Franco. Uh, he was placed on the restricted list uh, for uh, for the six-game road trip that Tampa Bay is on while MLB investigates an alleged relationship with a 14-year-old girl from a couple of years ago in his home country of the Dominican Repo- Republic. Um, there's photos online circulating of her wearing his chain with a number five, which is his jersey number. Uh, uh, there's photos of them together, like, kissing her cheek. Um, and there's, like, all, ki- all kinds of rumors circling about you know the veracity of it all um we're kind of in a wait and see like there's rumors that the mom might have been in on something there's rumors that maybe she was 14 maybe she was 18 and there's just a whole lot going on and we don't really know what's what's happening at this moment and it's it's an unfortunate thing that we need to talk about at least a little bit and it's not a good look to be you know accused of something like this and if it ends up being true, they obviously his career is done. Uh, if it ends up being false, um, he'll be getting his money back and 
the, the time that he's away from the team is still going to count toward anything that goes on further. I'm not worried about that. If it ends up being false, it's just this whole situation is really bad. And um, it's, not, it's definitely not a good look either way. And um, we, we don't know how this is going to play out. And I don't want to speculate too much more than that. And just, just to note that uh, they're, they're currently playing uh, they're, they're going to start a series actually in San Francisco. So not only is it a team that's in town right now uh, in the Bay area, it's, you know, it, it is a huge story that's like taking over. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's so super unfortunate. Yeah. The, the, the rumor mill that you were alluding to that I'm hearing and, and seeing online too, uh, obviously nothing is validated um, that the mother may have been uh, in on it in the sense of lying about her own daughter's age. Um, so, you know, you know, and, and again, it could have been a couple of years ago, but these things kind of happen. I mean, not, maybe not to the same uh, level, but Ronald Acuna and, and many players that come from Latin countries, for instance, more recently, Ronald Acuna had an agent that told him that, you know, would do this and that and this once he got to the stateside, come to find out. Ronald Acuna signed a whole bunch of documentations and the guy wasn't an agent. They took advantage of him and, you know, took a lot of money from him. So, um, you know, I wouldn't be shocked if it turned out to be a situation where, you know, this lady and, and her daughter were trying to course some money out of, out of an MLB player. So, uh, right. but we'll and wait and see. There, there's the, the, unfortunately there's nothing we can do except just kind of let this play out a little bit. Um, he's not on this road trip. It's a six game road trip. He's in San Francisco. I don't, the T Tampa Bay Rays are in San Francisco. He's not on this trip. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, MLB is going to do their, their investigation. And since it's in a foreign country and it was a couple of years ago, allegedly, I don't know what, like how long that investigation is going to take. And I mean, we're, we're going to find out probably at the end of this week, uh, what MLB is going to do going forward. Cause, um, he agreed to take this, these six games off with the team. It was like a mutual decision to like, um, we'll skip this road trip and uh, we'll revisit after while MLB is trying to figure this all out. So once Tampa Bay's back home on, uh, you know, late, later this week, that's when we're really going to know um, what's going on here, what MLB's thinking, if they're going to uh, like make him be on the restricted list longer or, you know, I, I honestly don't know. And we just kind of got to wait and see what's happening. And if, if, if this is true, it's a bad, bad, bad thing. And he's definitely, his career's done and it's, it's over for him. It's um, done before it even started. It, it's done before it and even for started. For people who, yeah. who may not know, like Wander Franco is like a young superstar of major league baseball. Yeah. He's, he's uh, 22 years old. He's got, yeah, like, he's, He's young and yeah. he's a star. And if this is true, as he should be, he should be punished for being with a minor like this. Um, but whether the mother helped or not, like right, you know, this is uh, under eighteen is under eighteen. You know. Yeah, from what I understand, there are age laws in in the Dominican Republic, right? So, yeah. so it's not like this is a different culture. You know. U.S. versus, aspect, yeah. you know, and another culture. It's, you know, there are laws there. Um, and, uh, you know, you, I, I don't even know what to hope for. You know, you you hope it's not true, but then. I think then you just hope for clarity. And then you're now you're hoping 
that these people are are liars, which is right. God, what a thing to hope for. Then like Yeah. Like I I don't know. There's no good in a situation like this. What it's I, disgusting. What, it's gross. What I hope for is clarity. Yeah. That's all I want. I want it to be conclusive either direction. That's all I want at this point. Um if he did the thing and it's a bad thing, he needs to go away. If he yeah. clearly didn't do the bad thing and they were lying, then they need to go away. Either way, it's bad, no matter what, <laughs> like you just said. And I just want clarity. Unfortunately, I don't know how long it's going to take to get clarity on a situation that happened in another country that MLB doesn't really have a lot of jurisdiction in. They have, you know, academies and stuff, but, you know, the, yeah. the, the laws before are. We, uh, yeah, it's a different law enforcement apparatus. I, I, I hear you, man. Um, there's no easy transition, but I, I wanted to ask you guys something before we moved on from baseball about uh, Baltimore is the, the Kevin Brown yes. um, announcement thing. We didn't get a chance to talk about it last week. Um, right. Is Kevin Brown, the TV announcer for the Baltimore Orioles. Yeah. You know, re, I'll say regurgitated or repeated some stats of the Baltimore Orioles versus the Tampa Bay Rays, who the Orioles haven't won a series in Tampa Bay in like 20 years or something crazy. And they finally have a chance to win the series. And the TV announcer says that like, hey, the Orioles have a chance against a really good Tampa Bay Rays team. This is great. Try to spin it into a great thing. And apparently he was suspended. Yeah. Um, And then he's back at work and yesterday or, or saturday he's on his social media is kind of no 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 me and the orioles are great we're awesome you know um to me it kind of rings as a um uh you know, like be you know a company man that you're you know you're gonna go out there and push the company line but you were suspended for some nonsense and yeah he- then this caused this huge like this Kevin Brown thing caused this huge thing with Baltimore fan. That's now a national story as well. Is that Baltimore, the Baltimore Orioles are owned by Peter Angelos and now ran by his son, John Angelos, who's just a clown. Like John Fisher is still the worst owner. John Angelos is right there next to him. And Apparently there's some there, there's some threats from John Angelos that he's going to move the team to Nashville unless he's given the property surrounding Camden Yards to redevelop a baseball village. So he wants all of the development deal around Camden Yards because the Orioles don't own Camden Yards. They're a lease. They're a tenant. So now he won't sign the lease. They're on a year to year lease. With I thought the they were on, Baltimore. I thought I thought they're they're in they're there through 2030, I thought. Apparently it, it's a year to year thing that they can leave. Okay. That they and he won't sign a it's to 2030, but he won't sign a lease extension and he's threatening that he's gonna leave. So he's threatening that he's gonna leave when the when the current lease expires. And he will not sign a new lease. And we've heard this story before here mm-hmm. in Oakland. And then that, what ended up happening from that is the Kevin Brown thing led to a bunch of A's fans commenting about that. And then started talking about the two terrible ownership groups. 
And then uh, Baltimore and, and Washington uh, Nationals both had uh, a great week of uh, sell the team and supporting A's fans. So it's just the whole – it just feels like a lot of this is John Fisher's fault. And it's it causing really is. massive issues throughout Major League Baseball because Milwaukee is talking about moving that mm. – you know, so there's all of this. We're going to move. And I think fans across the nation are just saying, you know what? We're not going to fund this anymore. We we just want to be the fan, pay our tickets, pay our streaming. We're not also footing the bill for your freaking playground. Like, pay for it yourself, dude. So I think fans are <laughs> yeah. it's, it's growing. The, the stat that he had talked about specifically that got him the suspension was, um, I think at that point, um, the Baltimore had won three games in Tampa Bay. Right. Okay. Uh, during it was three out of five games so far. Uh, like it, like in the season, in the past three years combined, they had won three games in Tampa, and that's all that like the, the stat was prepared. They flashed it on the screen, so he literally got suspended for fucking nothing. And MLB and like like MLB fans in general like really rallied behind this. And now, and, and like you said, it's kind of also dovetailed into this discussion about shitty ownership as well. Yeah, and <laughs> uh, Brody Brazil broke down the uh, the, the Milwaukee uh, part of it. If you guys really want to yeah. uh, dive into that one, it's a pretty quick video. Uh, but the, the cliff note version is they built their stadium in Milwaukee in the year 2000, 2001, I think is when it was when it was when it opened. And it, it cost about $400 million to do that. They MLB is saying that they need to do $440 million in upgrades now, 20-something years later, or Milwaukee is going to threaten to leave. So, And Milwaukee is also the lead owner in charge of the A's application to relocate. So right. all of this it's, is tying together in chaotic fuckery by ownership I, and MLB. I wonder, because you were saying there, Sam, I wonder how much John Fisher's uh, absolute boggle of, of, of handling the situation here. I wonder how much. It's oh, there's more. A, there's there's some more. I got to talk about John Fisher, but go ahead. I wonder how much this is causing a cancer for other owners, because I wonder, like, he probably had a lot of um, owners being like, yeah, sure. Yeah, I don't give a shit. I think it's move. causing problems. I definitely so, think it is. I wonder, like, because Nationals had a wonderful chant about sell the team when the A's were there. Uh, Milwaukee was doing their sell the team. Now you have Baltimore doing their sell the team. So I wonder how much it's now becoming of, oh, we were unanimously voting for you to go to Vegas. Now you're becoming a problem for us, and we might want to get you out of being an ownership. Like, this, that is a gigantic hopium level, but I wonder how much of that is, is actually causing no, that I to think it's really real. happen. I think it's real because uh, there's been some article – there's there's been some articles coming out from various like AP and beat writers are talking about it where Yankees, Astros, there's there's a lot of good owners in baseball that you know maybe maybe it wasn't perfect practice to become a winning team, but you know I use the Yankees and the, and the Red Sox for example. You know they're not no no per, no perfect ownership exists. You know Joe Lacob here at the Warriors, it's not perfect. We kind of saw Joe Lacob showing some cracks this past year, how he talked about Bob Myers on the exit. Like he kind I think we talked about it on the podcast where Joe Lacob came off like an authoritarian. 
He didn't really come off as that, oh, wow, Joey Lightyears, I want to work with this guy. He didn't really come off that way. He kind of came off as a dick. He came off as the boss, and nobody likes that. you know. Um, and I think all owners have that to a degree, but with the Yankees, with the Red Sox, now with the Astros, uh, even Artie Moreno, for to a certain level, they're always in. And that's good for the league because they're they're paying for players. They're they want a bigger media deal. They want to develop stadiums. They want to do this. They want to do those things. And then you got a third of the league just dragging ass. You know, the A's, the Tampa Bay Rays, just dragging ass, the Pittsburgh uh Pirates that don't Miami. reinvest. Miami, they don't reinvest. And I do think the fans are starting to wake up from this nonsense. And um, some of the nonsense that, that that's coming out of uh, Oakland is we finally get a Dave Cavill sighting. Like there's all of a sudden, you know, there's, there was this fire. But that was his feud. Yeah. There's this yeah. fire. No, but in that he did an interview with Shana Rubin and he, he has a commentary with Shana Rubin that came out last week. And essentially in this, Dave Cavill admits that part of the reason why they're going to Las Vegas is because of revenue sharing that even they're going to a smaller media market, they're going to a smaller stadium. So with that said, if you don't sell out the stadium, you're not making as much money. We talked about it on this podcast. The reason why you have like 50, 60,000 seat stadiums is because during the months you're only getting like 20, 30, at the end of the season and playoffs where it's really exciting, you sell that 50-60 and you're able to make up for it. Hopefully you get to the playoffs, you get to do some surge pricing, you get to make up for those games where you didn't have people, right? That's the makeup thing. And then the concerts and things like that make up the additional difference. You're not going to be able to do that with the 30,000-seat stadium in Las Vegas. Like, Who's going to want to sell out a 30,000-seat stadium at the A's when you got – 50 other venues that are 50 times better than if you're the a, a huge band or a star, you're going to go to Allegiant. You're going to that big eyeball dome. You know, you're going to a, one of those facilities that's designed to host big time concerts like this. You're going to a smaller media market. So basically everything that Dave Cavill was talking about with Shana Rubin is they're purposely going to a smaller market where they're still going to collect revenue sharing and have all of this, they don't care about owning it. They're going to be a tenant on the Tropicana site on nine acres. They're going to they're going to sign a lease. They don't even own it. So all of it is about getting government money, still being on welfare, and then because you got a new stadium, jacking up the price and selling it to the highest bidder. And then, you know, that's that's the play. That's what he's going to do. But they and. Read the article. I'll link it to you guys. Um, but Shana Rubin and Dave Cavill, they had a back and forth last week. And that's what he admitted to is they're going to Vegas because of revenue sharing. It played a role and that they're able to sign a, a, a binding deal. That's the thing is they need to get into a binding deal anywhere to stay on revenue sharing here in Oakland in the meantime. You know, so that's the nonsense that, and that was all because of the Oakland fire, the schnitzel steel fire. Yeah. 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 That he has a personal steel, against. Yeah. At this point, let's just tear it down. And, and, and I hate to say, it, but let's do some premier league stuff. How about 
the top four worst teams drag ass back into the AAA, and the top four best AAA teams move on up to the MLB. Little little relegation. Uh... Yeah, little A's, Double uh, A, AAA, move on up the ladder. Give me yeah. some, give me some of that, you know. I would love to see something like that in in the sports in America, but I just I don't think that anybody else is going to go for it. Um, unfortunately, I think it's a great aspect of um, European football that I, I wish could come here. I, mean, I think the sport that it could work best in, honestly, is NFL. Um, you can build that sure. lower league. Um, and, but, and because the games are less frequent, like I think that's, that's where it could really work. You, you almost, at this point, if you... Like there's 32 teams in NFL. If we're gonna talk about this, let's talk about it. Um, if you like give eight more teams, you know, legitimate, like like you create eight more teams, so and you spread them out somewhere around America. At that point, you could do a top 20 and a bottom 20, and those are, those would be your two leagues. And you know, like you said, top four go up, top bottom four go down. Um, and oh. and then the money would be so much bigger, obviously too, but. You're not going to get, well, currently 12 owners to agree to risk losing their fucking bag is the other well, part of it. Well, pay money. This is this yeah. would be a way to get fans and more money to come in. You pay money. And I'll tell you what, I would love to see the Rocket City Trash Pandas in the major leagues. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of trash, uh, let's let's move on because I know that we've, we've kind of yeah. beaten baseball here. Um, let's talk about James Harden and his trash comments today. So the... What a wonderful statement that was said here today. Um, Go ahead, read it. Read it. Yeah, so James Harden's on a China tour right now. And mm-hmm. uh, he said today, I quote, Daryl Morey is a liar and that he will never be a part of an organization that he is a part of. I'll say it again. Daryl Morey is a liar and I will never be a part of an organization that he's a part of. So whatever, make your own comments about maybe how Daryl Morey uh, assessed maybe his his trading deals or the contracts and why maybe he opt-in maybe there's something that was said that you know you opt-in we'll do a sign-in trade you know something along those lines who, who cares you don't go to china and badmouth your gm you just you just don't do it there's things you could have gone about you could have said hey i'm, I'm gonna sit this out and um you know unfortunately i mean the organization doesn't see eye to eye on things and uh, uh i don't feel that uh, i am needed in, in this place anymore that would have been the way to do it go to china and get on a soapbox over there to try and get some chinese fans to root for you because guess what you come back to the states nobody's rooting for you even if we if you came out and told us the truth that daryl Morey was acting you know in bad faith in this whole deal if if that was said that would have been better than what he did uh going out there in china and saying that so um he's having a hissy fit is what's happening gigantic hissy fit and you know, um, from the fat yeah, suit. Maybe the wore. strip club he went to the night before wasn't that great. You know, I don't know. I put him in a bad mood. Yeah. So um, Harden signed a two-year extension. Just to give some some background here. Last year, um, he had a player option and decided to opt in this year for $35 million. Um, Pretty much their last game was game six loss to the Heat. Only averaged 11 points that game. Um, the whole season, he averaged 21 points, 10 assists, and six rebounds. Uh, we're in Houston in his prime. He was averaging about 29, 7, and 6. At the tail end of his career with Houston, he was averaging about 33 points a game. So definitely uh, didn't do himself a, a, a service of going backwards in his points uh, and being a value to a team. Um, 
And I argue that 10 assists, you're going to go, well, he had three more assists than what he did in Houston. Yeah, because he had arguably one of the best centers in the league right now. So um, I would hope that he gets three more assists than he normally does with one of the best centers in the league. So, um, yeah, he didn't do himself a great service to try and get a big contract. He thinks he's worth a max contract deal at 33 years old. I'm here to tell you, you are not Steph Curry. Uh, you are not uh, Damian Lillard. You are not Luka Doncic, Giannis Antetokounmpo. You're not those guys, so you're not going to get a max contract anymore. Your last big contract came when you were in vault in um, in uh, uh, Brooklyn, and you decided to leave because you and uh, Kyrie Irving couldn't see eye to eye on things. So here we are. What a baby! Yeah, uh, I think that I don't. I don't think I need to add anything else. He's being a crybaby, <laughs> and we're we're on we're on to Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, so Bob Myers has a new uh, job. Just to clean up real oh. quick, I I can't um, – the Shana Rubin article about the A's is behind okay. a paywall because it's the San Jose Mercury News. Okay. Um, but there is like a summary of it on uh, SI.com. So there's some quotes quoting the article, and that's from Jason Burke on SI.com. So if you wanted to check that out yourselves. I like Jason TV Burke. Land, yeah, yeah, so he was formerly on Locked On, uh, but now he's over at uh, SI.com. So – um, a reliable source that summarizes the article that I was referencing. Um, so check that out um, because it's true. Um, they want to go to Las Vegas now because uh, they're going to stay on revenue sharing. <laughs> That's all it's about is staying on welfare. Yeah. So anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, Bob Myers has a new job. He's going to be one of the weekend uh, hosts on NBA countdown uh, for ABC and ESPN. Uh, good for you. Uh, take a little bit easier job and still get paid millions of dollars. Hell, I ain't mad at it, you know. Yeah. Uh, and then you get to spend most of the week with your uh, family anyway. So, is good. he doing it in studio or is he on site? Do we know? I think he'll be in studio. I think he's gonna oh, be an in better. studio host. Yeah. So you just, I mean, you're flying into the same place every every weekend, and then you fly back home. Nice. Good and he doesn't have to see Draymond anymore either because Draymond's on TNT. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Good man. Good for him. I uh, yeah. I have my feelings about uh, ESPN and, and what they're doing over there as far as uh, covering news and whatnot. But happy to see a familiar face that I I could agree with as a great personal speaker and especially uh, on the game as, as a whole. So he's, he's we, very knowledgeable. So we should do it. It's ESPN segment next week of just how it's how it sucks. <laughs> Yeah, it really does. Yeah, you know those really... like YouTube videos, like retail archaeology or what happened to this business. You know, like it's always like what happened to Kmart. <laughs> you know, and yeah. they give you the history. It's like what happened to ESPN. It's like it's a it's a Kmart. Like you go inside of an ESPN, it's like ooh, like, yeah. <laughs> it's like the best put... thing they do is the Ocho, and that's Dude, only one day. The only time I ever watch ESPN now is if it's a sport, like if it's a live sport, but as yeah. far as like content and watching people, I have not seen a regular ESPN show in years. Yeah. yeah I'm, a, watch I'm only ESPN. watching ESPN yeah. for, for the ACL, the yeah. American, American Corn Corn League. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it, unless it's like, unless it's like, um, a, a premier game, you know, baseball tonight or football yeah. tonight, like, like a foot, you know, I don't watch it. It has right. to be a live sport. I don't watch it for its commentary, yeah. its I, people. 
yeah, I'm not watching Around the Horn or uh, PTI or any of those shows uh, yeah. either. You know, yeah. I mean, there's no need. But yeah, to your point though, I mean, they, they do a documentary on on what happened at uh, ESPN. They should, <laughs> you know, what's going to come out though? They're going to do a documentary on what happened to the Pac-12. So let's rip oh, that yeah. one off. <laughs> okay, so right now, as of right now, Cal and Stanford are currently one vote short of joining the ACC. And those schools are uh, Clemson, NC State, Florida State, and North Carolina. They're the current no votes. If one of them flips, uh, Cal and Stanford would be in the ACC next year. Um, I don't think it's happening. I, I, I don't think so either. Here's the the weird part, though, is all four of those schools and, like, Miami, they all are possibly looking to leave the ACC maybe and join the, the Big Ten or the SEC. So, I mean, even – even if like they just vote no out of spite and then bounce, how fucking gross is that? You know, I mean, just like this whole fucking situation is it's disgusting and it's embarrassing. And uh, like we, we, we ranted about it last week. You can listen to that. And I think that's excellent radio that we, we did last week. Uh, but yeah, I'm just, I, I'm, I'm over it. I just, I, I would love for Cal and Stanford to stay that's in a nothing. power conference nothing like a but, shameless plug <laughs> yeah exactly go back and listen uh you think we, this we hot take work. is good listen to last week's. listen to last week's we had the re- <laughs> that's the real good stuff that's you yeah. want to see me real mad check out last week that's right <laughs> get out of here right, episodes right here on youtube you don't have to look far okay <laughs> uh yeah no get I, out of I, our I, live stream and go watch a previously recorded show Oh, like after, yeah. watch it after, you know. Oh, watch it after. Oh, yeah, yeah watch it after. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> anyway. Um yeah, so I I just want Cal and Stanford to end up in a power conference. Uh they belong there um for every other sport and their top flight academics. We talked about they're number one and number four in terms of total Olympians uh for every sport. And like these are, you know, historic uh colleges that are top rated universities in America. So uh, yeah, they, they deserve to be in power conferences of some kind. I don't know where, which one they end up going to, but I just, I do hope it's somewhere because the PAC 12 is not a power conference anymore. It's crazy how this just all unfolded. And like the NCAA is like, well, good luck. This is money. Yeah. Cause they yeah. get money, dude, money, money, mm-hmm. money. Yep, absolutely. It's wild. I mean, I thought at one point we we're going to be like monopolizing. I thought the federal government's going to step in and be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. We are monopolizing, oh, sir. Actually, Chip Kelly had a hell of an idea that they should like. Keep I, thought, the I saw conference. an article that was yeah. Chip feel... Kelly's idea could save the NCAA. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, but because so it will, they won't. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the idea is you have the top 64 teams or whatever. That's your top conference that would be like your sec and acc and big 10 and big 12 and whatever um so you get like 64 ish schools in that in, and then, in then major your subdivision yeah your major conferences and then your minor conferences that's another layer to kind of fill out the rest that's your mountain wests and um your uh you know uh, big skies and whatever the hell else ac uh, uh all america conference or whatever yeah so like that that's the idea you have those two tiers and for football, it doesn't really matter because it's just one game a week. The kids can travel on a Saturday and or travel on a Friday and come back uh, Sunday morning or whatever. 
that's that doesn't affect their um, academics nearly as much as literally every other sport where you keep the conferences, you keep the Pac-12 on those schools and then let football just kind of be its own thing. And they put it into one big pool and then they fund all the other like, you know, all the other sports through, you know, how they currently do it, but like kind of on a grander scale. So that was the idea that Chip Kelly had. I actually think it's a pretty good idea. Therefore, it's definitely not going to happen because NCAA is always in their own way. They're, they 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 go out of their way to sit on their own ball sacks. So um, yeah, yeah, and it it makes too much sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I'm power to it. I, I me and Vince have our own reserve thoughts about Chip Kelly, though. Yeah. <laughs> Chip Kelly, the football coach, and Chip Kelly, the idea man behind this. Hey, broken clocks, baby. Yeah, yeah, clocks NFL and coach, an you NFL know. coach, NFL coach. Yeah, college coach. He was great, and he's a great offensive mind. But yeah, NFL head coach. He, he was not the dude. Anyway, I think that that covers our college uh, portion. We have one last thing we want to talk about, and that is soccer. All right, so the Women's World Cup, we are in the semifinals. They are happening overnight tonight, Tuesday, early morning. We, we, we are not. Well, we, the USA, <laughs> are not, but we, the world, we humans, <laughs> as human beings, we are um, here in the semifinals. Early Tuesday morning, Spain and Sweden at 1 a.m., Australia, England at 3 a.m., and the winners will meet on Sunday at 3 a.m., so that's like Saturday night into Sunday. Third place game will be Saturday at 1 a.m. So Friday going into Saturday, uh, real, real early start times or real late start times. However you want to attack it, either you, you know, stay up and just watch it or you go to sleep real early and catch it. I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited for it actually. Um, I don't think I'm going to be able to do the semifinals off to watch the highlights, but the finals that's on a weekend. I ain't got shit else to do. Let's go. All right. I'm in. Um, (laughs) Yeah uh definitely Ooh, check nice. it out there's some great there's some great um plays happening. I, I'm, watch the highlights I'm, it's great i'm going england as my winner I, I think it's australia i think australia's gonna end up winning this whole fucking thing i don't know why but like um, england's I, going bring it back we'll see it's coming home <laughs> <laughs> it's coming home but it's you know not in the, what they the way they expected it to come home um <laughs> all right speaking of home coming home wrexham you got a wrexham update Give it to us. Yeah, um, they're they're uh, they're experiencing the EFL for sure. Uh, they had that match until about the 82nd minute. They didn't have that match, so uh, they just played AFC Wimbledon on Saturday. Uh, they were up one nil, and then the 83rd minute they gave up uh, a goal, and they ended up in a draw one one. Uh, they're currently zero one and one. Uh, they're 20th out of 24 and uh, Knotts County won their game. So they are up in 15th just to kind of give a correlation since that was the team that came up with the national leagues with them. Um, I mean, the, they're still uh, down Paul Mullen. So um, yeah, they're, they're down a striker. And, yeah. There's, yeah. there, there's a rude awakening for them, but the, you know, it's, it's to be expected. You're getting, you're in a league where, you know, a lot of your own players are from the same pool that, that these players came from. So um I think their their next match is going to be against uh, Walsall, and then uh, a couple weeks later, uh, on August 29th, they play the second round of the uh, Carboa Carboa Cup or whatever. I don't know how to pronounce that. It's like very difficult for me to explain. Um, uh, they won the first news, round. Breaking news! Breaking um, news! 
Former Seahawks and Ravens yeah. running back Alex Collins dies at 28. I'm literally reading this article right now on The Athletic. Um, the Ravens confirmed it in a statement. Um, it Let's see. Uh, they're just talking about his stats here. I don't know if they've announced how he died or anything he, They like haven't that. announced it. I've, I've no. been looking it up. Yeah, they haven't announced how he died. Yeah, so um, uh, rest in peace. Uh, he was, you know... it. He wasn't like an all-world player or anything like that, but this this comes comes back to the Dwayne Haskins situation uh, uh, last year, where it's you know it's it's sad. It's a guy that's it, a guy way too young is now not on this earth, and that's sad. You know, so uh, rest in peace, Alex Collins. So uh, uh, just back to, to touch base back, back yeah. to the other thing touch we were talking to this, about. So this thing here. So uh, next match, uh, like I said, is going to be. Uh, this Wednesday, tomorrow, actually Tuesday, against Walsall, and then uh, hopefully they can pick up a win. Maybe we can have a clean one-one-one uh, on the board here and move up on the standings here. So, but hate yeah. for them to go back down to the National League after their first cup of tea into the EFL. Right? Yeah, years. yeah. I mean, look, as soon as they get Paul Mullen back, I'm sure they'll uh, that'll help a lot. And you know, yeah, you lose a guy that scores that many goals, that's gonna hurt you. Um, so. Yeah. They're just kind of struggling to score a little bit, it looks like right now. Um, definitely, definitely. Until until he comes back, and hopefully that's soon, right? You know, maybe a couple more weeks to go on that. We'll see. Yeah, time will yep. tell. We, um, I know we're getting pressed here for time here. We have uh, one more episode until our our uh, NFL draft. So, are you guys already doing your pre mock drafts? Are you guys all ready? Oh yeah, our uh, fantasy football league draft. You mean? Yeah. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I'm already in it and working on it and looking to defend my crown. I do have the trophy sitting right there on my bookshelf. Um, it's off of camera right now, but uh, it looks lovely. It's got this giant gold football on the top of it. Oh, uh, it's beautiful. It has my name and the team name on it from last year. It's gonna gonna look great when I add this year's uh you know, little um, name and team name on it, uh, at, you know, right under last year's. It's going to be great. I love it. I'm taking that this year. Coming back. We'll for see. It. We'll <clears> see. <throat> Make it a run for it. Uh, I, please. I feel like, I feel um, like I won, I won a world championship and you won a Super Bowl. That's what I feel like has happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I may have a championship, but it's not a Super Bowl. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, guys. Well, um, that's all I had on Wrexham. That's all I had for this week, unless you guys had something else you want to talk about. I'm, I'm all set. Sam, how are you doing over there? I'm good, guys. All right. Well, then, in that case, you have been listening to the SVT podcast. Subscribe on YouTube and hit the bell to get alerts when we go live. Follow us on Instagram and X Ugh. at SVT Sports Pod. Slide into our DMs. We would love to interact with you. And with that, we say good night and good luck. See you.